0: Yes. Um so the the Fed's meeting today and they're expected to hold interest rates which is a positive sign and basically what we're seeing is slowing inflation and now it's getting down to where you know in the 2 to 4% range or 3 to 4% range where you know you're looking at the Fed's target is 2%. So they're seeing the effects of the interest rate increases on Borrowing and lending. And so they, they're trying to slow the economy down a little bit to decrease inflation, which is driving costs up for everything. So um, and how that impacts our members, you know, for example, is, you know, through mortgage rates, as you said, with um, Bruce Barrett, as commercial rates are increased and higher than they've been for 22 years. Um, and then you're seeing um, uh, the mortgage rates and home equity lines of credits that are going up, you know, the variable rates go up, um, auto lending interest rates go up, Bar- cost of borrowing goes up. Uh, but on the other side of the coin, you know, the positive side is that now borrowers are starting to get some interest. For their uh, savings accounts, and so you're seeing, you know, lots of people that are actually seeing really good returns on their on their savings that they're holding uh, and putting into their uh, credit unions and banks and things like that. So, something like of certificate deposit or something like that. yeah, there's you know anywhere from you know the the it depends on the certificate, the rate, the term, um, but yeah, you can see five to six percent rate for you know depending on the amount of money and uh, that you're putting on with that uh, those financial institutions but that's really positive for borrowers so you got the balance now you know it's like before you had low interest rates for that was you know for to spur lending increase the economy and then now the economy's going great so now interest rates are climbing back to what we would say are probably more like normal levels uh, borrowing costs versus the balance between the borrowing and savings. So
1: okay. definitely have your pulse on the
0: local economy. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, we have, uh, all of our, all of our, Businesses here in Central Oregon, so that's where we call we call this our world headquarters because our whole world is Central Oregon, and so we're paying close attention. But the economy here in Central Oregon is doing, still doing really well. I mean, you're just seeing lots of buildings going up. You're seeing people that are borrowing money. Demand for borrowing is still strong. Um, we're just trying to keep up with that. And, you know, so people are still wanting to do things And, and the markets slowed down on houses a little bit. We've seen, you know, houses that are starting to be on the market A little bit longer due to the higher mortgage interest rates and the high prices, and so you know that we're we're starting to see repricing happening on housing. So that's a a positive sign that you're seeing those prices maybe starting to come down a little bit. I don't know what's going to happen long term, but right now you're seeing inventories that are actually getting a little bit longer.
1: So it still comes down to -to day-to-day management of your
0: dollars. Exactly.
1: trying to help people do that. One of the things that caught my eye was um, financial literacy simulations
0: yeah. in high school and college. What is that? So what the the program that we operate is called the Bite of Reality, and it's a financial simulation, and we've been doing it in high schools and at colleges and other places for the last couple of years and what that does is it provides a scenario for people to go in and you know that aren't haven't been exposed that they're they're just now coming into the years where they're going to have to start managing their money effectively so in the simulation what they get is they get a scenario where they're they have a job they might have a they might want have a wife a family but they know how much income they have. And then and then they have to go out and they have to purchase things like transportation and housing and entertainment and all the things, the choices that we have to make on a daily basis. This gives them an indication of what that looks like. And a lot of times they start going out and spending and they find out they don't have as enough money with their income as they want to spend uh, for all the different services that they wanna have. Well, so SimCity for kids. Exactly. Yeah, no, this is, uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years, and I think what we hear from the students and the schools are very receptive to having us come in and do that. There's some really great conversations that go on with students going, I had no idea, you know, that that that's what it's going to cost me to do all these things, you know. So it's an eye-opening experience. And then what, what, what we're really trying to do is build awareness of, you know, how to manage your money and your resources based on the income and what things you have to Purchase, you know, so.
1: At the opposite end of the timeline, you've got estate planning courses, too.
0: Exactly. So we've got one of those coming up, and that's a really great one. This is going to be on November 9th at our East Bend uh, office over on 27th Street. Um, at 6.30 p.m., but Jeff Patterson is an attorney here in Bend, and he, he is an expert in financial planning and estate planning. He does a really good job. It's one of our most popular courses for people to say, figure out. It's like, you know, how am I going to take what I have and pass that on to my whoever, that you choose to pass that on to, how will that work? And because if I'm not here to give everybody instructions, then there needs to be some sort of details on how that will all work or else there will be no control. It will just go into probate court and they will distribute the funds accordingly. So they're going to talk about things like wills and trusts and that kind of thing? Exactly. 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 Just some planning and figuring out, you know, there's, I've been through the process several times um, and it just really gets you thinking about, you know, how do you want, if you're not here, you know, you have assets, you might have a home and cars and bank accounts and retirement funds. How do you want those to be distributed um, once you're not here? And that's just, you know, that's basically the guidebook for how to do that. So, sounds like a good introductory class. Exactly. Just to get people thinking about, you know, where do I start? How I do this? Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: now, we've got the holidays coming up. Is it too late to start saving?
0: No, actually, this is a great time of the year, you know, because if people are out buying, you know, different things this time of year, than thinking about going into the Christmas season, do you have enough money to spend? How much money do you have to spend on Christmas gifts with all the other costs and things that are going up? So, um, I look at it, and I've been doing this for a long time. But I look, I try to plan ahead, and I put away twenty-five, fifty dollars a month, and then next year at this time, I'll have you know six hundred or a thousand dollars to be able to go out and start buying Christmas presents instead of putting it on a credit card or doing those types of things and saving yourself some high interest charges with that kind of thing. So it's just really about planning for planned purchases. You know, you, it might be snow tires. It might be a ski pass. It could be lots of, it might be a down payment for a new car. Cause you might be saying, Hey, you know, my car's getting old, you know, next year I want to have, I'm going to be shopping for another car. And maybe you want to have a down payment for another car along with your trade in value and things like that. So just thinking about the things that you're going to be wanting to buy Next year at this time and starting to put away money in advance, it's it's a much better model than spending the money and then paying for it later.
1: Starting in the middle of this month, your holiday go fundraiser. What is that? And how can
0: people help? Yeah, this is a time of year, obviously, again, with um, people struggling with food insecurity and uh, those types of issues. And so this we, what we do is we fundraise with our members and the community to try and to, to support local food banks. And so in each of the communities we serve, for example, in Redmond, it might be Jericho Road and sisters. It might be the um, Kiwanis Food Bank. Uh, Lapine Christmas baskets. But in all the different communities, like Bend is usually the giving plate. There's food banks or services that help those who are really struggling right now and through the holiday season and they're, you know, maybe the supporting them gives them the the ability to maybe buy a, a few small gifts for their kids or something like that. But again, helping people with food and, and with the food banks this time of the year, that's what our that's what our holiday dough program is about. Okay. And then on uh, November eleventh Yes, the Veterans Day Parade, really exciting. I think the Bend Veterans Day Parade is one of the two largest, I think Albany's the other one, uh, Veterans Day parades west of the Mississippi. And so we see an amazing amount of people show up for this. It's a huge parade downtown Bend. And, um, you know, it starts in Harmon Park. It's at 11 a.m. on November 11th, Armistice Day. And so we see uh, you'll get to see all kinds of people, veterans and folks that, uh, you know, have served their country, you know, and put themselves in harm's way for, you know, the freedoms that you and I enjoy. So it's good to go out there and honor them and, and recognize them and give them a little gratitude for what they've done for us. All right. Kyle Frick from the World Headquarters of Mid-Oregon Credit <laughs> Thanks, Frank.